to the second episode of Cloud Cadet Podcast. Cloud Cadet is a new podcast featured by linuxacademy.com. And our goal here is to take some of the content that we've been working on and learning, interview our instructors, and have them provide some just generally downright good information and uh, teach us some how-tos. Whether you are a Linux Academy member or not, hopefully you get some value out of this. Today, my name is Anthony James. I am co-hosting episode two, Cloud Cadet, and with me is co-host Christoph. Say hello, Christoph. Hey, everyone. Christoph, again, is kind of the founder, creator, personality host, whatever words you want to use it, for ScaleYourCode.com podcast, which is just downright a good podcast to be following. If you're not, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so it's interviews with uh, some of the industry experts on the scalability, web performance, and that sort of thing. So I've interviewed the founder of Rails, people that work at Netflix, and large-scale systems like that. So it's a lot of a lot of fun to me. And I'm just downright impressed people respond to you. So I, I think that's pretty impressive that you're able to get in contact with them and, and interview them. You have a, you, you kind of have a really good personality for that. They must just like you. So that's very cool. If you haven't checked it out, check out Scale Your Code. Steven, are you with us today? I am here. So Steven is an instructor at linuxacademy.com. He's been here for two years just about now. Steven features uh, our Linux Essentials course, where you learn everything about Linux. That's where we suggest everybody starts. He's also our core OpenStack instructor, loves his OpenStack. But today, he's going to be talking a little bit about AWS. Tell us what you have planned for us today, Steven. Yeah, sure. So what we're going to do today uh, for a little bit of fun is actually set up an web application firewall. So we're going to set up our own WAF, but specifically we're going to set up Barracuda's web application firewall. We're going to show how easy it is to use the marketplace to spin that up and set up security groups and get it up and running. So to kind of provide a little bit of background on this, we also know that AWS came out with their own WAF service as part of CloudFront, but you also have the ability to use WAFs as part of the marketplace. Can you can you detail the role of a WAF and maybe the difference between using the CloudFront WAF and the Barracuda WAF, for example? Yeah, absolutely. So the biggest thing, well, first of all, I'll just talk about really what an application web firewall is. So it's it's an application layer, meaning it's not necessarily a network layer firewall, traditionally where you're just blocking port 22 or blocking port 80, et cetera. This is gonna work at the application level. So you can do things like block specific requests or types of requests. You can specifically go in and whitelist public networks. So only this public network from these public IPs are able to access my web application, whatever that might be, whether it's just a traditional website or even like a web mobile application uh, on an iPhone or an Android. You can do things like that. Traditionally, web application firewalls, like if we're talking about like a regular data center, it's just like any other appliance or virtual machine that you have sitting on the perimeter of your network. And you sit that in front of your web application servers and you're able to, again, you know, block or allow certain types of traffic. With AWS, it's a little bit different, obviously because of the cloud and you don't really have full control over you know, some of the things in the VPC that you would in a traditional data center. So part of the reason that Amazon came out with their own service was to make it a little bit easier for people to get up and running. So for example, with 
the service web application firewall for Amazon, you can actually get rules up and going and literally start blocking traffic within five minutes. So for example, you, you already have in production an application running and you are just getting a ridiculous amount of hits, some malicious traffic. You need to be able to block that, but keep your application running. Amazon has made it so easy that you can actually jump right in and start putting in some rules that are already pre-built and pre-canned that Amazon, with a lot of feedback from customers, used to put these types of rules in place. So with that, though, to use AWS WEF's service is you need to be, it needs to be, since it's CloudFront provided, as far as my understanding, That's and actually right. you need to be using whole site CDN. So all of your requests for dynamic requests and everything need to be going through CloudFront in order for that to work, which isn't always up to scale depending on uh, the type of application you have. And the whole whole site CDN is relatively new, so sometimes it's not quite as easy as it sounds, and that's where something like Barracuda comes in when we're putting an appliance in front of our application, not just using a AWS service. Is that correct? That is absolutely correct. And that is part of the downfalls where a lot of customers are still unable to use that for obvious reasons. Their applications are not built using CloudFront at all. They're you know using traditional EC2 instances, and they have their images on there, or using a third-party CDN, for example. So you're absolutely right. Well, fantastic. Why don't you go ahead and show us what you want to show us today? Why don't you uh, talk about what you're going to be showing us and go ahead and get started? Okay. So there's a couple of things that you have to put in place when you're going to use Barracuda's web application firewall. And that is some of the requirements would be setting up a security group to what we're going to actually spend this AWS uh, resource into so that we both have access to manage the Barracuda firewall and we have access for the Barracuda firewall to be able to do what it needs to do on the internal resources in your AWS environment as well. So what we're going to do first is actually create the security group. So I'm basically in my AWS console and I'm in security groups under VPC. So let's go ahead and create a new security group. And we're going to go ahead and give this a tag. We're just going to call it BAR2SG. And we'll give it the same thing for the description. I only have one VPC. So this is just a default VPC in the brand new AWS environment. And I'm going to deploy the security group to that VPC. And once it's actually created here, there are a few rules that we need to put in place on the inbound. And the first rule that we need to do is actually allow port 22 so that we can manage this particular instance from SSH. And let me make sure that I have resources for everything. We're going to allow this for everybody. Add another rule here. And we need to allow port 8000. 8000 is the port that we're actually going to manage via the web console once the Barracuda web application firewall is up and running. So we're going to log in through port 8000 HTTPS. So here in just a second, we're going to allow HTTPS as well. We're going to allow that to everybody. Now let's go ahead. Like I said, let's do HTTPS. We'll do 443. And we also need port 81, even though we're not gonna really cover that, there are some third-party services and plugins that you can add to Barracuda later on that need port 81. So I'm just gonna go ahead and add it now. And so the last one is just port 80. And we basically have our security group. That's all we need is those particular ports right there. So let's go ahead and save that. 
And I'm going to go ahead, bar achieve, or I got a tag for it so we can easily find this here in just a few minutes. And now what we need to do is we need to create a network interface that's going to have a static IP address. So we're going to assign the static IP address, or we're going to assign this network interface to our elastic IP so that we can access this over a public IP and that our Barracuda firewall always has that same IP, hence the reason we're using an EIP on this. So over in EC2, what we're going to do is we're going to go to Elastic IPs. So we're going to go to Network Interfaces, and we're going to create a brand new network interface. I'm going to call this bar2 because I've already got bar1. And we need to deploy this. It really doesn't matter in any of our, again, this is a default VPC. So at this point, it, it doesn't matter which subnet that I put this in. It's just if you're, if you're following along, setting this up in your own environment, just just be careful that whatever you know subnet that you're going to apply this particular network interface to is the same VPC that you're actually obviously spinning up the EC2 instance that is the Barracuda Web Application Firewall. So I'm just going to choose uh, US East 1E. I am going to go ahead and associate this to our bar2. This is the actual security group that we just set up. So that's why we had to set that up first. And I'm going to go ahead and just allow the private IP to auto-assign. That's not important right now, because what's really important is just a moment here when we assign our Elastic IP to this network interface. So over in Elastic IPs, I'm going to go ahead and I know I have one here, but I need a different one. So I'm going to allocate a new one. And on this new uh, IP address that I've allocated, all I'm going to do is associate this address and I'm not gonna associate it to our instance. We're actually gonna associate this to the network interface that we just set up. So that's gonna be its private IP and the public IP that we just associated, this .156 is gonna be assigned to this network interface. And again, the reason for that is here in just a second, we're gonna spin up the web application firewall and during the, the setup process, associate this Elastic IP to it so that it always has that same public IP regardless of what happens. So now what we're gonna do is we're gonna move over to EC2 and we are going to actually spin this guy up and it's in the marketplace. So when we go to launch instance like normal, we can go over here to the AWS marketplace and we can basically type Barracuda and there's a couple of different options that Barracuda has in the marketplace. and. The two that we're actually going to be concerned with is the web application firewall, but I want you to notice that there are two web application firewalls that we have to choose from, and that is the BYOL. And so let me talk about that for just a second. So you can actually contact Barracuda, or maybe you're already a Barracuda customer and you have Barracuda uh, appliances running in your data center traditionally, and they have given you either a trial ticket or you have licensing available that you can actually reuse, you can actually use the BYOL, which is what I spun up in the course that we'll talk about here in just a minute when we're done with this. But what we're going to do today is we're going to use the Web Application Firewall free trial here. And what's going to happen is just like any other EC2 resources on the marketplace, we're going to pay for our for this particular EC2 instance, rather than going out to Barracuda and getting that licensing, if that makes sense. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and select the web application firewall. Can I ask a question? You bet. 
what would be the less expensive solution, running it in the, the marketplace or purchasing a BYOL license? So it really depends on where you are. If you're doing a POC and even if you're just following along and you want to set this up in your own environment, then obviously I would do by the hour just to try it out. But long run, you will almost always save money by going out to Barracuda and talking to a sales representative. They're very aggressive, especially right now because of a lot of other vendors on the market are really like, for example, Palo Alto has a very, very, very nice web application firewall that they're trying to bundle in with their IDS and IPS appliances. So Barracuda is doing really good uh, on pricing right now. So to answer your question in the long run, if you are absolutely for sure going to spin up a Barracuda web application firewall in your production environment, contact Barracuda and speak to a sales representative. You're going to you're going to save a lot of money in the long run. Great. Thank uh, you. Yeah, no problem. Uh, so on this free trial, it also is going to give us our hourly fees. It also shows us the instance types that are available. And you'll notice they're they're rather good size instances. M3 medium is the smallest that we can actually spin up. It's going to cost us about $1.105 an hour. And again, these are the fees that are on top of AWS's fees. So you'd pay whatever you pay in your tier for the instances themselves, but this is going to be the licensing tier that you're going to pay for as well. So I'm going to go ahead and continue. And we're going to bring this down to an M3 medium. There's no reason to put this as a large, especially for this particular demo. So I'm going to go ahead and click next and configure our instance. I do have a quick question on that. So what we're doing here as part of this architecture, what you're doing is you're creating a web application firewall. And for this, if you're taking the AWS CSA professional course, you probably already know the answer to this. But so for this, that actually sits in front of your application. So all of the requests go first to the web application firewall. And then, and I'm asking this question to you, Stephen, and then they're forwarded from the web application firewall to the back end, either load balancer or whatever it's actually going to. Is that correct? Yeah, that's absolutely correct. So, and what the Barracuda firewall actually does is you're going to create what's called services. You would have a, a, a basic eight port 80 service or port 443 service, whatever your application is running on. And what's going to happen is that first request absolutely goes to the web application firewall. And based off of these service rules that you create on the firewall, it's then going to actually forward that to the backend application, wherever that might be. Okay, so let's go ahead and spin this up. Obviously, we could spin up multiple instances. I'm not really going to get into the specifics of load balancing, but Barracuda will actually allow you to load balance their web application firewalls, which takes a lot more setup. Just to let you know that that is a possibility. You can, you can certainly do so. One of the things that we want to make sure right from the get-go here is that this belongs to the security group that we set up a few minutes ago, and that we also apply this to our public IP or elastic IP that we set up earlier on as well. So let's see here. We got one VPC. I'm going to put this in US East 1E just because that's also where I set up our network interface. And you'll notice that when I did that under network interfaces, we have the population of actually assigning that network interface, which at the same time is also associated with our elastic IP. So again, obviously, 
we're going to want to be able to access the same IP on our web application firewall for numerous reasons. We don't want that to be dynamic. So if we're doing management on it, we reboot it or we shut it down or whatever reason, when we bring it back up, it's always going to have that same public IP address. So you do need to create that network and the network interface and all that before you go ahead and go complete the step. Okay. You got it. Now, obviously, we could come through here and we could create it through this screen. It's just a lot easier for management to, you know, when you're back in your VPC and, or when you're back in your EC2 and you're taking a look at your network interfaces, you can have a good idea of, of one, management, because you can give it a name so you know what it is later when you're, right. when you're giving it tags, as well as when you're assigning the EIP. But, yep, absolutely. It's a lot better to do that ahead of time so that when we actually get to this phase of deploying our instance, we can just be like, okay, here's our network interface. And you'll notice too, like for let me let me do this again. Like if I choose a different, you know, a different subnet, what what do you notice that that's not there anymore? So it's important to realize that your whatever you set up that network interface in, that you also spin up your web application firewall instance in that exact same subnet, which is why I chose one E, because once I do that, there's our subnet interface right there. All right, so I'm going to leave all the rest of this alone. It looks good. We're actually ready to go to our storage. I'm just going to use the defaults for this. And let's go ahead and tag our instance. I'm going to call this BAR2. All right, so this is the final thing that we need to do, which again is important. We need to choose the security group. That was the very first thing that we set up in the demo. So there's our inbound rules that we need to access it. Because again, once this is actually up and running, we're going to access this at port 8000. All right, so let's go ahead, review and launch this guy. I'm actually going to create a new key pair for it. Download it. Go ahead and launch our instance. And this will take a few minutes, uh, especially since I will tell you this, on the instances that we start up for Barracuda, they are pretty intensive. So if you do go with a medium, it's going to take longer when you're first setting it up. And when it does an initial reboot, which we'll go through, we'll, we'll take a look at what that initial reboot looks like. It's going to take a lot longer for it to set up those services. But that's okay. This is just a demo. We're not really too concerned about production with this guy. Okay, cool. Okay, so once our instance is up and running, the first time that we access this is going to be on its public IP, and it's also going to be at port 8000. So I'm going to do HTTPS. Port 8000, and that's not what I wanted. Okay, so, all right, so to access our web application firewall for the first time, what we're going to do is take note of what our Elastic IP or public IP address is. So we can copy that and go out to our web browser. And what we're going to do is go to HTTPS, that public IP, at port 8000. Actually, I said that wrong. It's going to be port 80 at port 8000. So just regular HTTP, public IP, port 8000. Okay, so after several minutes go by, and I do mean several minutes, this was edited, it was not this fast. <laughs> what we're gonna do is actually finally log into our web application firewall portal. And the default username is admin. 
Now, the default password is actually the instance ID that we just spun up. So I'm going to go ahead and copy my instance ID here. And we're going to paste that as the password and then hit sign in. If you can't tell, it looks like there's a little bar there that shows it is processing. Yeah. Yeah, well, and it, it shows it's waiting down here, but there is a small little indicator showing that it is logging in. And so we are now logged into our Barracuda Web Application Firewall. And for security reasons, we obviously want to change the default password from our instance ID to whatever password we want it to be. So that's going to be underneath basic and then administration. And under administration, what we'll do is we'll paste that instance ID, which is the default password, and we can create our new highly secure new password and hit save password. Highly secure, one, two, three, four, five, six. six. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So that is basically all there is to setting up our brand new out of the box Barracuda web application firewall. And probably what we'll do is we'll have another episode here where I could like to show you creating some services. I'll probably set up a base application, just a, a web application so that we can show some attacks and things like that. But this will get you started. The documentation from Barracuda, I will say, is very, very well. It's very well written. It's easy to follow. So even just by going to the help within the uh, web application firewall site right here, each and every one of these different sections has really good stuff on setting up you know, policies when we actually set up our policies, what our actual websites are that we are protecting. And again, the services, which are nothing more than just rule sets of, you know, it could be as simple as a, a regular AD request coming into the web application firewall, forwarding that to the actual web application server that you have running in EC2. So let me ask this question for you, Stephen. You've been working on a course called Advanced AWS Security, and I believe that you cover doing this as part of your course. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do in the course and what uh, somebody's going to learn if they take that? Absolutely. So yeah, it's an advanced AWS uh, course, and the course starts off with basic security overviews. You know, we talk about the shared responsibility model with AWS. We start talking about securing data on AWS, whether it be REST and transit. And we go into networking and talking about VPCs. We set up networking security groups. We set up network ACLs. And then we move into this, where we actually start talking about using WAFs when they AWS, whether that being AWS built-in service. We talk about rule creation of creating rules within Amazon Web Services for their WAF. And then basically what we just did, we go over setting up the Barracuda and we do go over a little bit more background on Barracuda itself and what types of things you can use Barracuda to actually protect your applications in AWS as well with. We also talk about IDS and IPS solutions. We talk about using CloudWatch logs to actually write all of the IDS and IPS things, there's a lot of built-in things that AWS has that allows us to kind of really build our own IDS 
solution as well as using third-party solutions such as like Palo Alto and things like that. And one thing cool about this particular course is it's probably going to be a live breathing course, meaning I have some other things I'd really like to add to it in the future, some exciting things that are coming out from both vendors and AWS over the short uh, term, probably over the next three to six months. And so we'll probably add here and there as things evolve within AWS, different security-related content. Yeah, it'll be very interesting to see what everybody does because you have AWS who adds a service that you previously would have to go to a vendor in the marketplace to get. And now the vendors are like, okay, so how else can we add value other than then this just service? So I feel like there's going to be some innovation war a little bit there. So it's going to be kind of interesting to see what comes of that. And, you know, it's very exciting. The course is complete. It's available on linuxacademy.com. And Stephen, why don't you tell us a little bit about the course that you are now in development on that's going to launch the beginning of February? Yeah, you bet. So we're also uh, trending here, obviously, on the AWS services. We're going to have a, a, a course specifically evolved around Active Directory. So we're going to talk about using on-premises Active Directory and extending that into AWS using AWS services, as well as even spinning up EC2 instances. For instance, say you want to actually spin up your own 2012 server, 2008 server, and then install AD yourself. We can certainly talk about doing that. We'll talk about doing that with IPsec VPNs so that we can tie in our data center with AWS. And really, there's actually going to be a really good overview of what Active Directory itself is for those that are really interested in Active Directory. And maybe you're a Linux administrator and you've been tasked with setting up an AD environment and it's just new to you. We'll go over what AD is, why it's important for enterprise environments and, and how to set it up and all the fun stuff that goes along with it. That's fantastic. Thank you, Stephen, for coming on for Cloud Cadet Episode 2. A little bit of preview of Episode 3 is we are going to be interviewing no other or none other, however you want to say that, Christoph. And he is going to be talking a little bit about AWS Lambda, and we'll see if we can't get him to geek out on some serverless architecture talk as well, which is a big trending hot topic in the AWS community right now. And we'll talk a little bit about what that looks like. Stephen, thank you for coming and sharing with everybody. Christoph, thank you. Thanks so much, Stephen. Thank you. We'll see you guys soon. Bye.